Harry Butthole Podcast is produced in partnership with Joy Sauce. Harry Butthole. Welcome to Harry Butthole Podcast. This is a podcast based on the Korean saying, if you laugh while crying, hair grows out of your butthole. I'm Young Wee Mayor. I'm the fucking host. Um, each week I tell a sad story or a sad, uh, talk about a sad topic. And then I try to make you, myself laugh to make hair grow out of my, I'm really hungover. Is you know, I'm not going to lie. I'm, I'm going to keep it 100 for the listeners. I'm really hungover and I'm in LA. And, but you know, I was thinking that all the episodes recently have been really, really sad and not funny. Um, and so this week I decided I'm going to just make it funny. Is it inappropriate that I use the F word in the title in the opening? That's just something I'm thinking out loud. Okay. So this is this is the this week's episode since i'm in la i'm gonna just do a bunch of jokes and my funny thoughts on la because i know that people always talk the new york person in la talking about la and then vice versa i know that's just like it's like a thing people do and then they they uh all of their uh, opinions are so dumb because it's just based on their five interactions that they had that's what i'm gonna do uh <laughs> i'm gonna judge all everybody in la <laughs> based on the the five interactions i had at the coffee shop people working at the coffee shop um and so here goes first of all i i i, I think that somebody is way smarter than me and who's actually spent a lot of time in both places said that thing where they're like oh in new york people are not nice but they're kind and then in la people are nice but they're not kind that is accurate i 100 percent agree people, like people in la this is my impression of somebody saying something nice to you and they're from la hi you look good it always sounds like they're trying to they're saying something nice in a mean way they're like you look great like it sounds like they're what they're saying is you look like shit and then it makes you paranoid you're like why did you say it like that it sounds like you're insulting me also who are you why are you hugging me <laughs> <laughs> why why are you hugging me you're the person that works at the clothing store i was telling this story earlier to my friend like the first time i was in la like 10 years ago maybe longer a long time ago maybe 15 years ago i came with my friend and sh and everybody kept hugging me and i was like don't touch me but then i had to go with it and then I was complaining to her that all, all of these people were hugging me. And then I swear to God, we walked into a clothing store, a clothing store. And the two men working there, who I, I've never seen in my life, ever, 
gave me a hug when I walked in. I was like, why are you hugging me? You work at the clothing store. And they're like, it's so nice to see you. <laughs> you look great. <laughs> Please. Please. It's, you're hugging me and now it sounds like you're giving me a passive aggressive compliment. And also, why are you talking so slow? <laughs> like I've, I've been sa- standing here for five minutes because I'm waiting for you to end the uh, sentence. You're like, what are you doing in LA? Hurry up. <laughs> Hurry up. I'm not, I'm not doing anything in LA. Why are you asking me that? I don't know who you are. <laughs> I'm so hungover. Um, I was telling you this story and then somebody was in the rooms and they seemed like they were laughing. So that's why I kept going with that story. Sorry if it was boring. Um, okay, so my other observations about people in LA. I feel like that was a really accurate assessment on how people in LA talk right why are they why do they sound so mean um (laughs) they'll be like i love your hair it's like it sounds like you it sounds like you want they they say it in the tone of i hope you die in a fire that's how that's how they say compliments okay i'm really sad that the person that was in the room listening left because now i feel like insane talking to myself i feel like i had a little momentum um uh no in all honesty i feel like i don't really notice a different you know so actually funny like everything that i'm saying about people in la i don't mean people that are not white like it's only white people act really different that's my uh, other assessment i feel like asian people in la just the same (laughs) they they're just like people in new york they they were hugging me a bunch though they were giving me hugs i don't know how i feel about that the asian people should never hug is my i'm just kidding that's racist um maybe what what if i just start like bowing or namasteing to just throw everybody off out la the la people namaste with the white people and then they'll be like damn it i was gonna namaste now I look like an idiot. Um, okay. Actually, I think that the um, the thing where... I actually want to talk about this because I find this hilarious. And obviously everything that I was saying right now about LA is a complete joke. Except they do talk really slow. And it's like, you know, when I go get a cup of coffee, it drives me insane. I'm just like... They're like, hi, how are you feeling? I just need a coffee, please. Um, but that I, you know, like the whole thing when people travel somewhere and then they're like, they base everything that they think they know, um, on interactions. Like I, I see my, uh, my mom does this all the time and I find it so funny and she'll say these like ultimate, ultimate, um, what's the word? Like ultimate statements like it is the truth like last time i was in korea we went to busan and my mom was like 
every she saw like one person litter it's like everyone in Busan litters they don't care about the law here I guess <laughs> it's like okay that was one person mom and then I remember we like left our or, or we were like on the train or in the train station and somebody sitting next to us just left her suitcases while she was like going to get a snack. And she was like, nobody steals in Busan. That's why nobody ever steals anything. And that's why people leave their... And I was like, all right, mom. We She was like, look, see, see that woman left her bags. I was like, so everybody in Busan litters and then they don't steal, right? Um, but I think it's so funny because sometimes I'll meet my, like in my life, I've, I've seen my Korean family on vacation somewhere. Like I'll meet up with them, like in a different country. And they'll make these like ultimate statements about like France or something. Like I remember um, my cousin went to France and then he came back and he was just like, every, he's <laughs> the funniest stuff. He's like, Everybody there is laughs all the time. And I'm like, did you just hear like one person laughing? Um, but what I also noticed is not just Korean people do that. I think everybody does that. And it um, it's funny, but it also is kind of bad. I mean, you know, obviously, because sometimes... I made this video, I, I, I don't know if anyone saw it, I made this video about when I was in Thailand and the annoying thing that like the white people there were doing and it was really condescending and it was like, it was a version of that. They were just like, they would see, you know, they would be in traffic or whatever. I would be like on the bus with next to a white person or something and somebody would cut them off or whatever. And they'd be like, everyone drives so bad here. Like, it's stuff like, stuff like that. It was, like, really negative. Um, and I think, you know, that's, like, it's funny, you know, when it feels, like, innocent and harmless, like my mom. But then it kind of sucks. Also, I, it's, like, you know, it, it so easily can turn racist or... Um, I think it's like the the want, the desire to do that to a new place is obviously it's like this, you know, very primitive part of humans. It's like this tribal thing where you're like, my group, my cave, good. Your cave, not good. Like Just like trying to pit yourself against another group of people. It's very like, I guess it's like tribalism. And um, I think it you know, it so easily gets out of hand and weird. And even the New York, LA thing, I really hope the people that listen to the first part of this have, has, have made it this far. Because I, I hate that thing. And it's like, not real. Like, obviously, obviously, there are differences when you're when you live in a city, and you're always there and people sort of, you know, pick up the mannerisms of everyone around them. And you know, they, they do talk kind of slow and they do hug, I guess. But, um, I think for the most part, people are just the same everywhere. You know, whoever said the not kind, not nice thing. I, I mean, I, I haven't spent enough time in LA to say that, but 
I guess there's like a way that, you know, like I said, people pick up speaking like each other here, but you know, all in all, my friends that live in LA are great people and there's like nothing inherently different about them than people that live other at other other places. And you know, whatever that saying is that they're not kind and but they are nice. Like, you know, my friends that live here are super kind and great people and you know maybe you know there's that way of like passive aggressively giving each other compliments here that I've picked up on but that doesn't change the fact that most people are just or people are just people wherever you go and I think that's like a more important lesson you know when you're traveling you know I I do it too like I'll be in Paris and I'll be like Everyone here sucks. <laughs> That's true. I'm just kidding. No, I'm like, like I will say things like that because I'm like, oh my God, people are here are so rude. But I do have to check myself because I'm like, that's not, that's, I'm just saying that because this one, per, like the 1,500,000, 15 million Parisian people I've met have been horrible and rude. But that doesn't mean all of them are, right? <laughs> sorry <sighs> I'm, I'm totally joking you know people I it's, it's so funny that I'm like making as I was making that joke I was like one of my very closest friends is French and she's so awesome but then I remember I was like talking to her about like that whole stereotype that people in Paris are so rude and she was like yeah that's why I'm nice because I'm not from here and I was like oh shit really and she was like no I'm like from like this really small farm town that's why I'm like chill like we like all of us that are from that town or outside of Paris say the same shit too like we don't like them either and I was like nice okay good again that's a joke I actually have friends from, that are actually from there too you know is this is this uh funny I'm laughing Am I laughing because I'm hungover? Okay, let me tell you what just happened. Also, I was I'm so hungover because I've been going to eat exclusively at Korean restaurants. Also, another thing Korean people do when they travel, like they will full like my cousin when he went to like Europe, fully just found every single Korean restaurant and just every meal ate like a 75 euro kimchi bokkeumbap because <laughs> he was like I can't eat the fucking um. So I've been like exclusively eating in all these Korean restaurants and I mean, but in LA, they're so good. Oh, okay. The person that was in the room is back now. Okay. I, I'm back on. Um, and then, so I'm hungover cause I went out and just drank like nine ninety bottles of soju, which is like the worst alcohol. I stand by that. I don't think anyone should ever drink soju. Um, and then what was I going to say? And then, um, I got a soup it was a pozole and it was really good this morning and then I was eating the shit out of it and then I stirred it and there was a piece of pork with all the hair still on it all the hair which is that's why it was so good it was the pork hair flavor the skin and the hair it looks like chin hair I think it was the chin part but it was good. 
Anyway, those are my funny thought of. So here's the thing: I'm going to talk about something sad now, even though I I kind of was saying that I should stop talking about sad stuff. There's been too much sad on this podcast. Um, so I actually this morning had therapy and it was 9 a.m. because of the time difference over Zoom, and I was like trying to act like I was not uh, near death levels of hungover, and I was just like, yeah, that's. That's so interesting. Um, I was like keeping it together, but I I do have like a a very big sad thing happening, and I it, it's something that I'm struggling with on it. I guess for a while now, I've been struggling with this for I guess a few months of just feeling not not like I'm doing enough work. And I, I think I've talked about it already on this podcast, but it kind of like came to a head because I came to LA and, you know, a lot of my friends are, you know, comedians and um, performers and stuff. And so when I told a bunch of my friends that I was coming to LA, everyone asked me like, oh, what are you going for? Being like, oh, like what? what did you get like a job or something like that and like a bunch of people were asking me like oh like where were you like gonna get up like do like stand up and comedy and stuff and I was like I'm just I literally planned this trip as like a vacation like I'm not gonna do I'm gonna lay around and be hungover you know that was my plan for coming to LA and but it but actually in my mind I was like I'm gonna have time to relax and write a lot and do a lot of work so it was like my plan in my head was to tell everybody I was going to like relax, but actually I was going to force myself to do a lot of work, um, which I haven't done, which is good, I think. But I was, that was like what was going on in my head. So when people were like, oh, like what work are you going to do in LA? Cause you have to work, you have to do like a lot of work and you have to like hustle and try to do comedy like everyone else. I was feeling guilty about not doing any performance stuff or like not going for like a meeting or like whatever, talking to people and networking. I was feeling guilty that the work that I had planned to do was going to be, you know, writing. Um, and recently I've just been feeling like every time I perform, it makes me like emotionally, I mean, it's emotionally sort of destabilizing because there's a lot of adrenaline and like I'm used to it, but then I... um the other part of like performance, I think people don't really talk about this a lot. I mean, outside of other comedians and I will talk about it, but there's this thing that happens after you go on stage. And I've talked about this actually with other people that do performance, um, you know, like musicians and stuff like that and dancers, but like, there's this thing that happens after you get off stage, you like your body, like, like the adrenaline crashes and so there's all these like hormone are they hormones i don't even know what they're <laughs> there's all these uh things that are stop flowing in your body and you get this like um crash where you're really depressed and i've done you know i've done this long enough to anticipate that and know that i'm going to feel really low right after I mean first you feel really high and then like later into the night you feel really low and sometimes that feeling carries over till the next morning and the next day and you know I've done it enough to anticipate that 
But like the last time I did like a big show, you know, a few weeks ago, um, and I've been like backing out of doing performance because I'm trying to focus on writing. The last time I did this big show, I had this huge crash, like always, and it got really in the way of like trying to be creative and write. And I was like, oh, this is like, I, I should really back away from performance because it's like detrimental to this other creative thing that I'm doing. So I've been like actively trying not to do performances. And I knew like when I was in LA, if I booked whatever comedy shows, even though it's only a very short t- physical time that you're like on stage, like if even if I booked a spot doing stand up, you know, like two nights, like literally 10 minutes, right? All the all the things that it does to me, um, like physiologically would get in the way of me being creative in this very other kind of um, way, which is like writing. And I would have to like take a lot of time to recover and be in a place in my mind where I could do that. Um, so... I actively made the choice not to do the performance. But then what ended up happening is like now I'm like sitting here and I have like lots of free time and it's quiet. And, you know, I'm like spiraling about not working hard enough. And that is so relentless. And I I know I talk about that a lot. I'm so hard on myself. And it's it's this voice that's just always there and I just today during therapy where I was acting like I was not near death hungover I had this realization that I actually believe that voice like the voice saying that I don't work hard enough I 100% think that that's true and I have to get to a place where I'm like oh that's just like my bully voice that lives in my head and I do do a lot of work but like me saying that right now I'm like no I don't I'm fucking lazy you know um and that it that voice just like never goes away and the the worst thing about it is that that voice like stops me from working more cuz then i like it shuts me down in this way and it like stops me from being creative and it's like making that true you know and um it's so interesting cuz i saw kimchi um you know big fan as and we had lunch and she was saying the same thing. She was like, I just feel like I never do enough. And I'm like, not not kimchi, not world renowned drag queen kimchi saying that she, she feels like she's not doing enough. And I was like, did you have like the most viral TikTok makeup brand release ever? You sold out of every makeup in CVS like and and you're going to this you know you're doing this and that and this that you're telling me about and you feel like you're not doing enough oh my god what a what a horrible bully voice that we both have it just it's so tiring you know and she is doing so much i was like oh god yeah maybe i should like get a handle on this cuz i don't want to be you know in the future if i am lucky enough to have like a career as like uh big as hers i don't you know i i I don't want i don't want her to feel like that and i don't want myself to feel like that and i was like (sighs) can you imagine um 
it was very eye-opening to to hear her say that because I was like oh like yeah I feel bad that um she feels the same way I'm like you're so busy and I and it's such a bad feeling and I felt bad it's like it's really tiring to like argue with that voice inside your head all the time you know it's like relentless it's like every single day I'm getting bullied by the voices in my head (laughs) Uh, so that's something I'm struggling with this whole vacation thing and then now I'm like I can't even fully enjoy this time off that I wanted to like sort of put into my schedule so that it would refresh me and hopefully (laughs) this is this is so funny I was like I have to relax right now so I can do more work like that was the the end goal of it god well it's so bad I hope that that was like um I I know I do talk about that a lot but I also feel like with mental health issues the thing about it is that they are so relentless and they just come back over and over again and so I think if you are struggling with those kind of thoughts hopefully it's helpful to hear that you know I didn't just do one episode about this a few months ago and be like, now, now I'm done. I never thought that again. Like it it does come back every, it's always there. And it's like, I have to constantly like be working on it. Or if I'm not a, like paying attention to it, it, it gets like worse and overwhelming. Um, but yeah, I'm, I'm still struggling with that and it's still back. It's like never going to be me just fully enjoying myself. That's depressing. Like, I don't want to be like, Oh, you know, I, I, I want to be at peace with this. And I know like in the back of my head, I'm like, once the book's over, that's when I'm going to start being nice to myself. And I I already know that's not going to (sighs) happen. So I'm going to work on it and try to try to be nicer to myself. I know it sounds so corny, but in the end, that's like the answer to my problems weirdly right like me feeling like I'm not doing enough that voice is stopping me from doing enough it's so it's so interesting how that works anyway um so it was like the, the sad thing that's going on in my head also I just realized that part of this I really should not have this much free time to think about stuff part of like the the scariness of like the working hard and having to work all the time. I think I had this realization that I have to sort of work all the time and forever for, to make money for like basic level survival money. And that is also so scary. Like I have to like work so much and make so much money just to like, be able to afford like toilet paper and food and it's never gonna be like you know obviously everyone talks about being a millennial and late stage capitalism when we're never gonna own a house it's not even like it's not even like never gonna own a house at this point it's like maybe not gonna barely be able to rent anything (laughs) like i have to struggle so hard just to have literally a closet that I'm going to rent. And like, that's a scary thought, you know? And I'm sure a lot of you are feeling the same way. Well, like, I just thought that I was going to, when I was an adult, like when I thought about it as a kid, 
I don't know what uh, I thought something was going to happen. And then I would never have to worry about money again. Like for some reason, that's like how I imagined. And I'm not talking about, I thought I was going to be a millionaire. I just thought like, I'm going to have a savings account or something. <laughs> oh my God, that's never going to happen. Um. Anyway, so that was like part of the big realization that was like making me really upset. I was like, oh God, I'm not working enough. I'm being too hard on myself. Also, I do actually have to work harder because I need to buy toilet paper next month. Um, and wow, this is just like a, it, it is a rat race, isn't it? This is, I, is this what happens to everyone that lives in New York when they come to LA? We're just like, oh my God, I live in a rat race. It's really coming to a head. I can see it very clearly. <clears throat> anyway, so those are like the, some of the sad thoughts that were coming into my head. And then the funny thoughts. Oh, should I, I'm going to leave you on another funny thought because I used to live in San Francisco and that's like when I would be in LA a lot. And the San and I know that there's like this New York, LA, like sort of faux rivalry that people from both places sort of like judge each other and like, and uh, try to like <laughs> make these like very large, uh, sweeping general statements about each place that I just, I literally spent half the episode doing. But the funniest thing, so funny to me, um, is the San Francisco LA rivalry that like literally doesn't exist except for everyone in San Francisco thinks that it exists is so funny to me. Cause I remember living in San Francisco and we would be like, Oh God, LA, that's so stupid, blah, blah, blah. And I remember, I think that there was like this, uh, maybe a stand-up comedian said this as a joke, but then everyone in San Francisco said it like after they're like, oh, San Francisco is like L.A. with books. And I was like, nobody in L.A. is thinking about San Francisco. You guys, you can relax. Like, it's fine. Like, there's there's no there's no competition here. There's it's so funny. Um, But yeah. I, it's sorry if you if you're from San Francisco. I mean, like, I, I think it's pretty horrible there now. From all of my friends that still live there, from what they're telling me, so I think all of us it's safe. I think New York and L.A. Everyone that lives in those cities, let's focus on just making fun of San Francisco. We'll just ha have a common enemy, and it'll bring us together. And and then at, people in San Francisco will be excited because there's finally someone's talking about them, and no one ever does everyone wins in that scenario um anyway th that is how i'm gonna end this episode i'm gonna turn this off and i'm gonna drink some coconut water and eat the rest of my my pig chin hair soup which is delicious and i will see you next week if you want to suggest a topic of discussion or if you oh you know what i'm gonna tell you one thing really quickly before i leave i'm pivoting the like the layout of the episodes in the future because you know a few months ago I stopped doing interviews where I was asking people sad stories and laughing about it um because it seemed like the solo episodes were doing way better people that were listening enjoy them a lot better so um I was focusing on like sad stories and stuff that I've been through in my life but I realize that, you know, I've only been through so, I, I, you know, I, I love being sad as you, if you're listening to this podcast, you know, but I feel like I touched on a basically the big points of my life that I, I feel were very important to share 
um, you know, in in this way where I just I think that a lot of people find it relatable. So I'm going to transition into having guests again, but we're going to discuss topical issues. And so they're going to be sad. (laughs) And then we're going to try to laugh about it. And um, I was talking to Kimchi and she said she would love to do an episode. So we're probably going to, that's probably going to be the first one. It's going to come up in a few weeks. She's like I said, she's so busy. (laughs) Um, And that will probably be the first one, but it's going to come up in a few weeks. And I'm really excited because we were discussing, you know, the topical thing that she wanted to discuss. And I feel like it's very important. And moving forward, I'm going to have guests. So if you have any suggestions for guests, um, let me know. Like you can leave a message, a post on the Patreon, which is patreon.com slash Harry Butthole. Or you can just leave a comment on the Instagram because that's free. Patreon is a subscription um, thing. And the and the Instagram is Harry Butthole Podcast. Or you can leave a comment on my Instagram, YM Mayor. Um, I, I, or my TikTok. Don't leave a comment on my TikTok because I'll never see it. My TikTok's Yangmi Mayor in case you want to do that. But don't do that. Um, and yeah, I'll try to, I'll try to have a guest if you suggest a guest or um, touch on a topic that you would like to hear me discuss on here. Thank you so much for listening and I'll see you next week. Bye. Bye.